Hello and welcome to Run With Me On This, a podcast to motivate, educate and distract you. There are two versions of this podcast, so if you're hearing music right now, you've downloaded the music version. This is perfect for those of you who want to listen whilst you're out for a run. The music is designed to be upbeat and keep you going for the next half hour or so. All of the songs are from independent artists and the playlist will be available in the show notes. If you're not hearing any music, then you've chosen the beat-free version. Feel free to listen whilst you chill at home, on the train or in bed. Don't worry, I'm not offended if my voice helps you fall asleep. Other than the music, both versions are exactly the same. So, my name is Stacey, and if you're ready, why not run with me on this? The other day I was in the supermarket buying cider, in case you're wondering what kind of classy girl I am. I was at the self-checkout, so I had to wait for the assistant to come and tell the till I was old enough to buy the alcohol. She stood inches from my face and asked for my ID. I showed it to her. She looked at my driver's licence, then at my face, the licence, my face, the licence, my face. Finally staring right into my eyes, she hissed, How dare you look so young? In the UK, you have to be 18 to buy alcohol, but you have to look over 25, otherwise you have to show your ID. This may come as a surprise to some of you if you're looking at my cute face in my logo, but I'm 37 years old. It isn't a rare event for me to have to show ID, but this woman's shock at my real age got me thinking. Why do some people look young, or for that matter, old for their age? Rather than just contemplate this question while supping on my cider, I thought I'd share my findings with you. So today we're going to be learning about ageing. What happens to our bodies as we age? How can we reverse the signs of ageing? And why are tortoises so old? Do I need to define ageing? You all know what it is, right? You're all doing it right now without even trying. The average life expectancy in the US has increased from 47 in the year 1900 to 79 in 2016. This can be attributed to babies surviving through childhood and older people having better medical care. The maximum human lifespan is suggested to be 115 years. But the oldest reliably recorded human was Jean Calmont who reportedly died in 1997 at 122. I read a very disheartening statement which said, your life is not programmed to end, you simply wear out. So despite improved healthcare, why do we age? Why don't we just live forever? There are a huge number of theories on this. In 1990, the biologist Zorez Menvedev counted over 300 possible hypotheses, but there is one overriding theory, reproduction. Reproduction, reproduction. Early life forms, around 3.7 billion years ago, were single-celled organisms, which multiplied by fission and produced daughter cells, meaning they were essentially immortal. Aging and mortality of the individual organism became possible with the evolution of sexual reproduction, which occurred with the emergence of fungal and animal kingdoms approximately a billion years ago. A sexual organism could then pass on some of its genetic material to produce new individuals and could itself become disposable with respect to survival of its species. It's not in nature's best interest to keep our bodies going in perfect condition forever. 
It's much more cost-effective to keep us in our reproductive prime for as long as possible than to just let our bodies crumble away. If our ancestors had been able to develop genes to counter the effects of ageing, they died long before they were able to pass them on. The amount of time it takes to reach reproductive maturity depends on how big or small you are and what's out there trying to eat you. This is why mice don't live as long as tortoises. There's no point a mouse being able to live 50 years if a cat or a hawk is going to kill it within a year. On the other hand, a giant tortoise isn't really going to get eaten by anything. So there's no need to rush into finding a mate. Bucking the trend for small animals dying young is the Brant's bat. This is a species of Vesper bat, which is a really cool name by the way, found in Europe and Asia. The bat weighs between 4 and 8 grams, or 0.2 of an ounce, but lives for approximately 40 years. This is 9.8 times longer than expected and is the greatest lifespan relative to body size of any mammal in the world. How do they do it? Research has shown that changes in their growth hormone receptors contribute to the lengthy lives. Growth hormone controls bone growth and protein production and seems to be crucial in ageing. As humans, we stop making it somewhere between the ages of 60 and 90. These bats have managed to keep growth hormone working for them for longer than expected. Couple that with cave life, which means they don't get rained on or blasted with strong winds and don't have many predators. Oh, and did you know they hibernate? This is linked to a longer life in all hibernating animals, not just bats. There are a few reasons for this, including avoiding cold weather, not being exposed to predators for as long as they're non-hibernating animal friends, and not competing for food. If only it was acceptable for us humans to just sleep through the winter. The oceans contain the geriatrics of the animal kingdom. The bowhead whale is the longest living mammal, reaching over 200 years old. They have genetic variations for cancer protection, cell cycle regulation and DNA repair. But mammals are just kid punks compared to fish, clams and some plants. The Greenland shark can live for up to 500 years. And the ocean quahog, which is a species of edible clam in the North Atlantic Ocean, is even older. One was found celebrating its 507th birthday in 2006. I'm assuming it's even older now. I just wasn't invited to the last party. And we mustn't forget that trees are living and ageing all around us. The oldest tree in the world up until 2013 was the aptly named Methuselah, which was a 4,845-year-old Great Basin Bristlecone Pine in the White Mountains of California. But then, just around the corner, practically within spitting distance, another Bristlecone Pine claimed its pension and was found to be 5,062 years old. Poor Methuselah was kicked to the curb for being a young whippersnapper. But all of this pales into insignificance when the freshwater hydras are in town. Hydras are a genus of small freshwater organisms native to tropical parts of the world. Guess how long they live for? Go on, guess. 5,000 years? 10,000 years? Nope. Hydras are immortal. That's right. Researchers believe that they do not age at all. When they're well fed, they can produce asexually. So they're just sitting there on the sofa, watching TV, eating crisps and popping out a sprog every few days without a care in the world. But 
Those kids start eating all the food and the mummy or daddy hydra gets hungry. They don't have the energy to throw out a baby anymore and have to produce sexually. All of this is just too much. And the effort of reproducing with a partner causes them to die. So they have to do their best to stay warm and fed and then they can essentially live forever. And if you're wondering how Hydra got their name, they're named after the Greek mythological monster with multiple heads. The Hydra of Lerna had regenerative capabilities and for every head chopped off, two would grow in its place. It was thought to be immortal until it was killed by Hercules. Oh, and in case whales, trees and Hydra aren't your cup of tea, maybe doggies are your thing. The oldest dog ever was Bluey, who was 29 years and 5 months old. The oldest cat was 38 years and 3 days old and was called Cream Puff. Imagine being called Cream Puff your whole life. But they're both beaten by Tish the Goldfish, who lived for 43 years after being won as a carnival stall prize in 1956. So what happens when you get older? The effects of ageing don't just start when you're in your 70s. Teenagers have already lost the ability to hear high-frequency sounds above 20 kHz. As you age, you can hear fewer and fewer of these high-pitched sounds. Some of you may remember back in the early noughties when shops were starting to install high-pitched alarms called mosquitoes that only young people could hear. It was used to stop them congregating and causing mischief. Many places have banned this now as they believe it breaches teenagers' human rights. Amongst 70-year-olds, almost 50% of them are hard of hearing. Interestingly, many vertebrates like fish, birds and amphibians don't get hearing loss as they're able to regenerate their cochlear sensory cells, whereas mammals have lost this ability. So if you have an elderly fish that's pretending that can't hear you, it may be that it just doesn't like you. Whilst you're still in your 30s, your vision gets worse. It's also more difficult to build muscle mass and get benefits from exercise. Sorry if you're running right now. In your 50s, your hair turns grey. Mine started to grey when I was in my 20s. I just wish it was as fashionable back then as it is now. It's widely believed that stress as well as age causes grey hair. But is this true? Well, not really. Hair doesn't really turn grey at all. Your hair follicle's colour is set in stone, but as you get older, the follicle produces less and less colour. While being under stress can't turn your hair grey, stress can trigger a common condition called telogen effluvium, which causes hair to shed about three times faster than normal. The hair grows back, so the condition doesn't cause balding, but if you're middle-aged and your hair is falling out and regenerating more quickly because of stress, it's possible that the hair that grows in will be grey instead of its original colour. And whilst we're talking about hair, up to 50% of men and 25% of women start to lose their hair as they age. Although men are very self-conscious about being bald, research suggests that bald men are actually better in bed than their hirsute counterparts. Natural balding is linked to higher levels of testosterone. This equates to bigger muscles and increased levels of endurance. Sorry to say it doesn't quite work the same for those hairy guys that just shave their head. Have you ever wondered why your ears and your nose get bigger as you get older? It's not that they keep growing, it's that gravity is pulling them down. As you age, gravity causes the cartilage in your ears and nose to break down and start sagging. This means you get longer, droopier features. 
It's thought that your ears lengthen by a rate of about 0.22 millimetres per year. So the effects are pretty slow, but I'm afraid it happens to both men and women. So unless you're floating around in space or spend all day standing on your head, you're not going to be able to escape the forces of gravity. So as you get older, your skin becomes wrinkly and saggy and loses its elasticity. You produce less sweat and natural oils so your skin becomes dry. You store less fat so your bones become more visible. Your bones also become weaker and your immune system is less effective. In addition, your memory gets worse and this happens much earlier than you'd expect. After 20 years of age, there is a 10% reduction each decade in the total length of the brain's myelinated axons. It's not just brain cells that are dying. You've got millions of cells in your body. Some are replaced all the time, whilst others hardly ever. The cells multiply to make new ones, but can only do this a limited number of times before they die. So as your cells diminish, you start to age. Normal human cells die after about 50 cell divisions in laboratory conditions. What's causing the cells to die? The answer in short is everything. Harmful molecules are constantly bombarding your body inside and out. Glucose and free radicals all cause damage to proteins, fats and DNA that make up your cells. When you're young, your body can repair itself, but as you get older, this is less effective. This damage to the cells may cause biological systems to fail. So can you tell how old someone is just by looking at them? Not according to that shop assistant the other day. Why do some people just never seem to age whilst others look like they've lived there 100 years before the age of 25? Researchers studying genes believe they can now detect exact physical age by looking at biomarkers in DNA. The speed at which people age depends on genetics, lifestyle and mental health, among other things. This study made predictions using worms, which have lifespans of around three weeks. Some of the worms were active all through their lives, whilst others of the same age were sluggish. Sorry, I'm not sure if sluggish is an offensive term to worms. Instead, let's say uncoordinated, and they had to be prodded into movement. Same worms, same. After genetically profiling the worms, they could link certain genes with those worms that kept squirming. They're hoping to be able to extend their studies to mice and then humans. Okay, it would be remiss of me not to mention the widely held belief that black don't crack. I've seen plenty of Afro-Caribbean people that I've had to look at twice when they tell me their age. There's no way you're 75. You look 45. But is there any truth behind this sentiment? Or is there a really great moisturiser I'm just not aware of? At the age of 92, Trudy Haynes, America's first African-American weather presenter, says she was constantly asked what the secret to her youthful looks were. Her response? Nothing really. I just use those wipes to take the makeup off. That's pretty much it. Remember how I said earlier that our bones get weaker with age? Black people have denser bones, especially in their face, which means they don't break down so quickly. They therefore keep the structural support for longer and their faces don't get that sunken old look like Caucasians. Unfortunately, under the skin, black people are more prone to high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity and depression. So though they look younger their bodies are in many cases actually physiologically older. The Hollywood star Kirk Douglas died recently at the age of 103. But what kept him going? Was it magic? Was it money? 
Or was it genetics? Japan is the world leader when it comes to 100-year-olds. They have 4.8 centenarians per 10,000 people. Italy is second with 4.1 per 10,000. And the number globally is 2.9 per 10,000. It's no surprise then that in 1998, Japanese researchers found a gene that could be the secret to a long life. It's thought to be present in most people aged 100 or over, wherever they are in the world. Apparently, the most difficult aspect of doing the research was trying to find enough 100-year-olds to take part. 95-year-olds just wouldn't cut the mustard, as they often did not have the necessary gene. But would you want to know if you had the genes for a long life? Would you want to know how long you were likely to live for? The implications for life insurance, mortgages, etc. would be monumental. If you're thinking of placing a bet that you'll reach 100 years old in a hope you can spend your centenary swimming with dolphins on a private yacht in the Bahamas, you need to know that the William Hill Betting Company no longer accept the bet. They've had to pay out far too much money in recent years. You now have to reach 105 and in some cases 110 years old for the bet to be honoured. If you're listening to this outside the UK, then you may not be aware that Queen Elizabeth sends birthday cards to members of the Commonwealth on their 100th birthday. It doesn't happen automatically. You have to apply for it at least three weeks in advance. But it wasn't the Queen who first sent birthday greetings. It was King George V in 1917. He didn't send cards. He sent telegrams to say happy birthday. Dear Royal Subject, stop. Happy birthday, stop. Have a fab time and don't drink too much sherry, stop. Love and kisses, King George V, stop. In 1999, the Queen changed this and started sending cards with her face on instead. The Queen is actually not doing too badly herself in the age stakes. She became the world's oldest monarch in 2015 and keeps going. She's 93 at the moment. Her husband, Prince Philip, is an astounding 98. I wonder if she'll remember to send him a card with her face on when he reaches 100. So what's the perfect age? I'm quite happy where I am now, at 37. I don't have any children, so I can afford to buy whatever I like, go out whenever I want, and I think I'm still young enough to be able to wear a short skirt. According to Reader's Digest, the best age depends on what you're wanting to do. If you want to learn a new language, you have to start that when you're young, around seven or eight years old. Once you hit puberty, it makes getting your tongue around those French vocabularies much more difficult. This probably explains why I wasn't very good at Welsh when I was in secondary school. At 22, the ability to remember unfamiliar names is at its best. That must have passed me by. Don't tell anyone. But there are people at work that I've known for eight years and I still can't remember their name. Your muscles are strongest at age 25 and stay this way for 10 to 15 years. And if you're hoping to win a Nobel Prize, most Nobel Prize winners make their big discoveries in their 40s. When you're in your 60s and 70s, you'll have the most body confidence and be happy with how you look. And in your 70s, and above, you'll be the wisest you can be. So millennials should listen to their elders instead of reaching for Google. Adverts on TV promise to prevent or reverse the seven signs of ageing. But what are these signs? Are they just made up by cosmetic companies to sell products? Well, no, not at all. Researchers surveyed over 6,000 women around the world 
and identified the signs of ageing most relevant across geographical and cultural boundaries. These are 1. Fine lines and wrinkles 2. Dull skin 3. Uneven skin tone 4. Dry skin 5. Blotchiness and age spots 6. Saggy skin and 7. Visible pores Feel like it should be the 12 days of Christmas. Seven visible pores, six saggy skins, five age spots. But how do creams and potions counteract this? Beauty standards are constantly evolving due to increased perception of aesthetics. As a consequence, the cosmeceutical industry is expanding and gradually becoming a part of many people's personal care routine. I hadn't even heard of the word cosmeceutical until I was researching this, so I'm obviously not the target audience. Cosmeceutical is currently the fastest growing beauty industry, with more than $42 billion worth of sales in 2018. Korea is currently in the forefront of research and development in creating the newest cosmeceutical products with anti-aging effects, including ingredients such as snail secretions, green tea and red ginseng. Some products contain ghee, which is clarified butter popular in Indian cooking. Many have SPF sun protection because the sun is highly damaging to our skin. Moisturisers plump up the skin to flatten out the fine lines. And retinol is a big ingredient in wrinkle creams and is actually clinically proven to fight even deep wrinkles. But what if you can't afford expensive creams? Since the earliest days of TV, we've all seen people relaxing with cucumber slices on their eyes. But does it actually do anything? Well, research says yes. The cooling effect of cucumber juice can reduce swelling, make skin look refreshed and stimulate new cell growth. It can also stimulate antioxidants that help your skin to fight off environmental toxins. And it moisturises so it helps with those wrinkles. Before you all go rushing to the supermarket to cover yourself in sliced cucumbers, here's how to make the most of it. Ensure the cucumber is cold from the fridge. Cut the slices about half an inch thick and place them on your eyes for 15 minutes. Other than creams and cucumbers, how do you prevent the signs of ageing? I know you don't want to hear this, but if you want to live longer, you have to exercise every day forever. Moderate levels of exercise have been correlated with preventing ageing and improving quality of life by reducing inflammatory potential. The majority of the benefits from exercise are achieved with climbing stairs for 10 minutes, vacuuming for 15 minutes, gardening for 20 minutes, running for 20 minutes and walking or cycling for 25 minutes on a daily basis. So basically you have to do all your housework and a triathlon and you're set for life. Do you get a full night's sleep? I certainly don't. I'm awake every two hours and then the cat comes in at 4am and wants a cuddle. People who live the longest report sleeping for six to seven hours each night. What a luxury. Lack of sleep, meaning less than five hours, more than doubles the risk of death from cardiovascular disease. But before you think it's best to lie in, if you get more than nine hours sleep, you could be doubling the risk of death though not primarily from cardiovascular disease. People that sleep longer tend to suffer from depression or have other factors that contribute to a shorter life. Sleep monitoring of hunter-gatherer tribes from Africa and South America have shown similar sleep patterns across the continents. Their average sleeping duration is 6.4 hours. They don't take afternoon naps and insomnia is very rare. 
So one way of living forever is to clone yourself, right? Unfortunately, cloning isn't like it is in the movies. You can't produce an exact replica of yourself as you are now. Same age, same hairstyle, same memories. If you're cloned, you have to be born again. Sure, the clone will have the same DNA as you, but as they grow, they'll have entirely different life experiences which shape them into a completely different person. This hasn't stopped Barbara Streisand from cloning her beloved dog, Samantha, however. Samantha died in 2017, and before she woofed her last woof, Babs got a few cells from the pooch's mouth and stomach. These cells were then used to make clones, called Miss Scarlet and Miss Violet. If it was Samantha's personality that Barbara wanted to keep alive, unfortunately, she has found out the hard way that the new dogs have completely different temperaments. She says she's at least hoping they'll have the same eye colour as Samantha. So what am I looking forward to when I'm older? Finally being able to grow out my grey hair would be liberating. Getting my bus pass and being able to travel everywhere for free will mean I'll be off on adventures every day. And I can't wait to be able to be a grumpy, cantankerous old hag hanging out with my cat and drinking cider whilst being the oldest podcaster in history. I was doing it before it was cool! And that's it from me for this episode. We're all a little bit older, but hopefully also a little bit wiser. Thank you for listening, whether you're running, cycling or doing the washing up. You can follow the show on Twitter at RunWithMePod and Instagram at RunWithMeOnThis. Look out next week for the Jog On episode in your podcast feed. This will be a mini episode where I give feedback from listeners and talk about your running achievements. Bye bye for now and remember... What I say may not always make sense, but run with me on this.